You're listening to election coverage on AM 1170, The Answer. Uh, let's do this. Well, good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. What? No, it's not the Andrea K Show. What do we have tonight? Actually, what we have, we are coming to you live from Golden Hall in downtown San Diego. This is AM 1170 KCBQ's special election night coverage. We are going to be here from 6 to 9 p.m. And when I say we, I don't just mean me and my donuts and my boy DJ Carrot Sticks. I mean none other than the one and the only. Craig Sewing is actually back with me tonight. I'm not DJ Carrot Sticks? No, you're not DJ. How do you get that honor? Well, you get that honor from sitting in the booth with me Ugh. not week after week after week, something that I don't get to do with you much anymore. You know, we did this back in June and had a lot of fun doing it. It's yeah. three hours, which is a lot of live radio, unscripted always, right? Right. But uh, it fills pretty quickly because there's no shortage of things to talk about. We should be pulling up some uh, incredible influential guests here soon enough. This Golden Hall, for those of you tuning in on KCBQ, we have Facebook Live going as well. Feel free to comment and, and share your opinions who you voted for. But at Golden Hall here, where we're live, you can come down here and check it out as well. Yeah. I don't think they allow the public in until 7. Right. So this place will probably turn into a zoo in about an hour, hour mm-hmm. and a half. But in right. the meantime, we got a lot of people listening in their cars, certainly on social media. And uh, Andrea Kay, where do we start? Well, um, gee, you know, actually, we can start with the fact that we already even have some results going on nationally. Did you want to get into a little Better bit rip. of that? Yeah, All right. Um, well, it looks as though, and of course, I don't think we have anything completely confirmed yet. You know, we got to be careful, Craig. We got to make sure we're on the up and up. We don't want to be Why? giving out bad reports. The rest of the media doesn't do that. Why should we? <laughs> in fact, that's going to be one of our topics tonight. Because in addition to giving you guys, uh, you know, report, reports and results as it comes in, I also want to really get in since I have a rare opportunity to spend some time with my guy Craig tonight who's so brilliant in fact you know I miss our Tuesdays uh, back when he was he was doing a show on Tuesdays at the station he's so oh, big don't be so dramatic you come on my TV show all the time well, I and I want everybody show we're yeah, here we yeah. see each other a lot we do and in fact I want to make sure everybody understands where they can see your show but I want to get into some really kind of interesting um, in-depth conversations about what's going on in this election. As we get to the results, I'm hoping we can spend some time to reflect on what has gone down in America throughout this election. It's been a historic election. Now, I know that a lot of people are very nauseated by the political process. I don't think it's just that. I think the media, a lot of the stuff that gets regurgitated on social media, certainly the political correctness topic we've talked a lot about, Uh, People are pretty frustrated. I look at Donald Trump as being the ultimate middle finger to all that stuff. And the the country, the political system has been flipped upside down. Do you remember? So we've been talking about this for a long time. You know, this is kind of the final concluding uh, talk show. I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about tomorrow and for many days to come. But you and I, you remember when Donald Trump got in? Oh, yeah. Remember there were 17 other candidates? I'll never forget the show where I said, First of all, I can't believe this guy's in the race, but I remember the show where I said, I can't imagine this guy winning the Iowa primary and what it's going to be like if he then wins New Hampshire and he starts winning state to state. What is this country going to do? I remember asking (laughs) that question almost sarcastically, and here we are, and it's been... uh, I don't know. It's been a it's been a circus. We got all night to talk about it and, and give our opinions. We're going to be bringing up a lot of influential people who uh, who are going to be great as well. A lot of local right. politics we'll get into here today. A lot of well, initiatives. S- well, since you went back to the beginning, in which you and I had and 
had a lot of heated discussions actually throughout the entire primary process. Um, and you really doubted whether or not Donald Trump could actually get the nomination. And then when he did, you really doubted that he could actually even come close to pulling this off. And I got to give some I actual. Was, I wasn't alone. Well, you were not alone. Um, and, and I hate to say I told you so, but before the very first primary debate, I picked my ticket and I said, Trump Cruz all the way. And I wish that Cruz had. I'm really happy with Pence, but that would have been my dream ticket. But where do we stand right now? Uh, supposedly, accordingly, uh, to uh, our producers here on the show, the electoral, it's been called so far, where it stands right now is Trump has 137 electoral votes and Hillary 104. Uh, I guess... Um, the question I was at is which ones of those are swing states? You know, which one of those actually make a difference? Because we knew going into about this time tonight yeah. that we would have some going to Trump, some going to Clinton. But, uh, you know, what about like Florida and Ohio? What are we seeing in Michigan? Do we have any of, of these states coming in? Well, so far, here's what it looks like. And this is according to Drudge, which kind of lays it all out. And before we even get into that, I think one of the not only is this an unconventional year for many reasons, the fact that we've got an unconventional candidate, I think that some of the conventional wisdom, even in terms of the electoral map, has been thrown out the window. It's yeah. no longer so goes Ohio and it's all going to come down to Ohio or Florida. We We've got states in play that haven't been in play for a long time. In fact, many people said that it was really going to come down to Pennsylvania uh, as in North Carolina. A Andrea Kay, putting any of your opinions and what you want aside, if you had to make a prediction, what, what did you predict would happen today? What are we going to be saying tomorrow? I actually think it's going to get stretched out beyond tomorrow. Uh, but what uh, what were your predictions coming in today and, and what how did you think this thing was going to turn out? Well, I was unable to say how I thought it would turn out, and that was something that was partly why this was un an unconventional as well as a disturbing election for me. And the reason is because so many of the parameters and the tools and the information in which we as voters as well as pundits typically make predictions, we can no longer trust. We can no longer trust our media. Right. We can no longer trust our gov government officials, to be honest with us. We can no longer trust the, poli the polling outfits. Uh, we can't even trust the polling stations, if you believe the reports, as, w as I do, about the, the fraud and the rigging and things that are going on in the polling stations. And so it made it really uncomfortable for me to try to make a prediction. But let me sh share with you an answer to your question about some of the states and how it's flushing While, while you're pulling that up, Andrea... Much of me believes, you know, a lot of people have, have kind of framed this as people are sick and tired of politicians and the way that Washington operates. I think a big reason for the rise of Trump is actually very much to do with the media. Uh, the media, journalism is dead. Media has let this country down uh, in, in so many different ways. When you can't turn on the news and, and see real news versus ratings bias, which is usually predicated upon negativity. I mean, Trump has made these networks so much money. The, the media, it, it makes me absolutely nauseous. It's interesting that I'm in it for a living. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, think about this. There's a lot of things that Trump did or said uh, that, uh, you know, might have been out of bounds, but it certainly got magnified and sensationalized in the media. And it was interesting, especially during the primaries, how the more this guy would say something that you would consider to be conventionally out of line, how the pushback from people and, and, and on social media actually empowered him. It was like every time he did something you would traditionally think was a stupid thing to say or do, his ratings would improve. And as that happened, he just drove right through that 
GOP primary and he took out 17 candidates and here we are talking about him right. potentially being the next commander in chief. Well, I think that that was interesting during the primaries and I think the reason for that was because you had a Republican Party as well as some Democrats and independents that had felt so betrayed by the Republican Party after 2014 and they because they had been sold slick rhetoric out on the campaign trail just like Trump said during the general election when he said that the Republican voters were treated by the Republican Party like the African-American vote was treated by the Democrats, taking us for granted, coming out every four years, telling us what we wanted to hear with beautiful, articulate, slick, smooth rhetoric, promising the world and then delivering Hoboken, actually delivering Mosul practically because that's where we're going in this country. And so people were like, you know what? I like this guy who talks like I talk. I like this guy that sounds like a real guy because you know what? It's time for a non-politician to come in. Now, when it shifted to the general, that's when some of his rhetoric really, that's when the media shifted and that's when some of his rhetoric and some of his, his straight talking stuff started to hurt him like during the Democrat convention with the Kisra Khan situation. Well, I also think it's pretty convenient how much of the information gets released very close to the election. If you can't look at the media bias and see all these things coming out, like a 2005 clip of when he's in a van, Look, granted, the things that he said were pretty, pretty atrocious. But the reality is, is, look, guys say stupid things. And if they don't say it, they think it. And how are you going to take a presidential candidate, a line from a bus where he didn't even know he was mic'd in 2005 and release it 29 days before the election? I think that's the kind of thing that people are sick of. So every step of the way, it either caused the people that hated him to hate him more and the people that liked him to dig their heels in. And that to me was the biggest surprise of Trump was how much a lot of these accusations, some real, some not, but they caused his followers to seem to get bolder and stronger. And again, right, because when we say that this was an election and, and Trump won the nomination as a part of the us versus them establishment. Who's a part of the establishment? The media. So when they saw that happen with Billy Bush, you're right, it made people go, you know what, I am sick of this. I am sick of the media doing this. And what did we see during WikiLeaks? We have been saying for years as a Republican Party, we know we have a left-leaning media and we are tired of the media controlling controlling the message and therefore controlling the minds and trying to control the outcomes of elections. And we're tired of it. And, it, and you were... You, what was revealed in WikiLeaks with the collusion with the media and the Clinton campaign and our government was incredibly disturbing. You know what I think is fascinating about the whole Trump thing as well is a lot of people, they claim Democrat or Republican. And the reality is, is there are many Republicans that don't like Trump. There are many Democrats that certainly don't like the guy. And that's where he's kind of blazed this trail that's never existed before. So love him or hate him, I think everybody can empathize with the fact that we have a broken political system. We have a broken media. We have a political correctness that's gone amok. Meanwhile, some real challenges as a country. And I don't know if it's going to be tonight, but we're going to find out who the new leader to fix all this stuff is uh-huh. going to All right. Well, you're listening to KCBQ's live election coverage from Golden Hall. Don't go anywhere. When we come back from the break, we've got more results to share with you and more of me and Craig Sewing sharing our thoughts and our opinions on this. Don't go anywhere. AM 1170, The Answers, live coverage from Election Central is sponsored by J. Mar Power Systems. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Presidential election coverage on AM 1170 The Answer is powered by Transition Radio that airs Tuesdays 9 to 10 p.m. with Don Meredith and Paula Shaw on AM 1170 The Answer. Transition Radio is sponsored by Valenti International. Executive matchmakers Valenti International engage a unique blend of services that increase the opportunity for single, successful people to meet a compatible partner. Today's increasingly mobile world has removed romance from a process that demands customized personal attention. Valenti's matchmaking process utilizes a team of matchmakers that are carefully combined with today's technology to restore romance and dignity to the process of finding your compatible partner. Visit ValentiInternational.com or call 800-200-8253 and discover the Valenti difference. Thanks for listening to the presidential election broadcast on AM 1170, The Answer. And now, back to the special coverage. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. AM 1170 The Answers live coverage from Election Central is sponsored by South Coast Surety. You're listening to election coverage on AM 1170 The Answer. Welcome back. Glad to have you all here with us tonight. I'm Andrea Kay sitting in with me, Craig Sewing. (laughs) We are super excited to be sharing live election night coverage here from the amazing Golden Hall in downtown San Diego. Such a, you know what? You were right, Craig, at the top of the show, you said that this was a historic election. It's something that we say every election, but I I think that this truly is the most historic election in our lifetime for many reasons. Many of us feel that we are at a crossroads as a nation and that the choice is very clear and that we've got a corrupt government at the highest levels of our government and we have an opportunity to take it back to somebody who's a non-politician and it's really about you know do you want more of the same or do you want to to try to take our country back donald trump definitely represents a correction maybe a little bit of an overcorrection, obviously with the the flamboyance of him but you know what's something interesting i put this on facebook today and by the way we are getting some comments on our feed here on facebook live if you want to join me there Today, I saw a, um, a poll of some sort, I don't know, some statistics that said n- up, upwards of 90% or so of people that were voting that were in this survey weren't voting for their guy. They were for voting against the other guy. Yeah. And I think that's pretty fascinating when you look at it like that, is that th- this has become such a polarized country. On the one hand, you have Hillary Clinton who I could tell you very clearly, without a hesitation, would never, ever get my vote. She is, to me, as corrupt as they get. She is politics as usual. Uh, she's phony. Everything she does is pandering to votes, so she doesn't get any support from me. 
politics as usual, but there's a lot of people that appreciate some of her policies uh, because, you know, if you don't, that means you're a homophobe or you're uh, Islamophobe or you're racist, whatever it may be. On the other side of the equation, you have that proverbial middle finger to the way things are. So I've been very empathetic to this whole Trump movement from the, from the beginning. I understand why people like him. I understand why people don't like him. On the like him front, he's different. He's not bought. He doesn't have to be doing this. He's not controlled by lobbies. And uh, he can be the guy who the, I keep hearing drain the swamp, which I think is a, a nice expression. Uh, on the other side of it, why don't people like him? He said a lot of things where you just kind of like bite your knuckle. And you're like, oh, God, come on, man. Where, where is your campaign manager telling you to tailor back? But then again, that's not that's not who he is. And so whether you like him or not, the one thing that you can accredit him for is being authentic. And uh, whether that was worthy of your vote or not, well, I guess uh, I guess we'll find out tonight. And I'd love to hear on Facebook Live right. who you voted for. Any comments are welcome on this as we are at live at Election right. Hall. Well, let's talk about a little results because at the top of the show, you asked about some different states that are considered swing states. So far, if you look at Drudge, Trump is winning. He's up. He's up. Uh, well, Clinton actually Colorado, but he's ahead by one point in Florida. He's ahead by one point in Michigan, which has voted Democrats. What, 88 He's ahead in North Carolina, which he, uh, many of the experts said that he absolutely had to win. That was a must-win state for him. Uh, he's losing in New Hampshire, but, you know, that's no real surprise there. And uh, let's see what else we've got. We've got that he is a significant lead in Ohio, 52 to 44, in spite of the fact that Republican Party in their ground wow. game tried to keep the ground game Republican Party there, including Kasich, who didn't even vote for him and wrote in McCain, which was absolutely inane and asinine. Um, uh, no results yet for Pennsylvania and Trump ahead in Virginia. So this is looking like it could be a really good night uh, for him. But I got I got to disagree with you on something because I don't think that those out there supporting Trump are supporting Trump strictly because it's vote again. Because I actually think he is the only person. Actually, have one of several choices, but we only hear about Trump and Hillary Clinton. It's yeah, because, pretty because only one or two of those is going to win. You know what, to anybody out there who voted for Johnson or voted for McMullen in Utah, you know what, you you say that stand. that's not a principle stand because you know what, if that does in any way help enable Hillary Clinton win, shame on you. Yeah, but in the same breath, those people could have voted for Hillary Clinton. So when, when people suggest that if I don't vote, that's a vote for Hillary or Trump for that matter, or if I vote for someone else, it's a vote for one of the candidates. No, it's just not a vote or it's a vote for that particular person because those people could have gone either way. But I, wanna, I wanted to ask you, earlier I, I mentioned a prediction and I think what you did, uh, Andrea, is you took it back towards the beginning. Yeah. What were you feeling today, this morning? What were you feeling yesterday as we're approaching uh, this November 8th, 2016 election? Do you think I guess you could still answer the question right now because the results aren't in. Right. That Donald Trump was actually going to win. If you had to put your life on line and say, regardless of how you voted, did you think the American public would come out and give him the opportunity to win? When, even though I don't follow polls, I think they're BS, uh, the polls suggested he was down. And if you look at any mainstream network, you would see the electoral counts and made it look like it would be impossible. Right. Did you think that he had a chance to win going into today? I think he absolutely had a chance to win in spite of the fact that that predicted that Obama would win in 2012. He did. It was accurate, and it had Trump up by two today. So, yes, I absolutely thought that he had a chance to win. Did I think that I could predict it? No, because, first of all, I don't predict the outcome of the Super Bowl either. I don't predict what a jury's going to predict. But I went into today feeling peaceful, and I tell you why. Because 
Trump did absolutely everything that he could do to win this. He did not fold like a cheap suit, putting his white glove back in his pocket like Romney did. He pushed back hard against this establishment media. He pushed back hard against the Republican Party that did not support him. He punched the Clintons as hard as he could everywhere he went, and he worked tirelessly. He exposed the corruption at every level of our government, including the media. And you know what? If the American people don't see it, don't don't see the clear choice, and don't see the fork in the road that we're at, then you know what? What else can we do, Craig? Well, I asked for a prediction. You, you got my you got no, and I gave you my answer. And let, let me give you what, mine. You got a magic eight ball? You're going to give a prediction? I, I, Where's well, your magic eight well, ball? That's what makes it a prediction. Uh, that's that's what makes it a a guess. But here's what I thought going into today. I thought that you would see. There's a lot of people out there that may not be vocal about supporting Donald Trump. I think that there's a lot of people out there that even in a survey or a phone call survey or however they generate these garbage polls, I thought that you'd find a lot of people more motivated than they're letting on in the public to go vote. And I thought that Trump would win today because of more votes by people that are energized but not really showing it. And you know what illustrates that better than anything else? Look at the rallies he was putting on. So I thought that Trump would come out and be able to win. But you got to remember for all of the momentum and maybe the, uh, you know, those middle ground voters that weren't as vocal. You have to remember who Hillary Clinton tailors her message around. If you are an 18 year old, uh, they're bringing Beyonce and Jay-Z on the stage. You know, speaking of Jay-Z, don't you think it's funny how much they got offended by the P word by Donald Trump, yet she's gonna sport Jay-Z around with uh, Miley Cyrus, the last minute to get votes, the, the hypocrisy. Anyway, they're going to get the 18-year-old through the you know 26-year-old. Uh, you know they worked hard to get the woman vote, and Trump certainly didn't help his cause there with some of the ignorant things that he said. Uh, they obviously have they go against the when he makes a comment about building a wall that they make him a racist. So they're going after the immigrants. Uh, we had this Blue Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. They made Trump a racist. So if you really look at it from gender to race to age to socioeconomic class, if you're not a rich white guy that loves oil and, and hates the planet, then you have a message that the Democrats seem to always do a really good job of marching to the beat of the same drum. Whether you like them or not, they seem to unify in that message. And I thought that you would see there's so many of them, 50% of households are on entitlement. So who's going to vote against their entitlement and money? So I thought it would be a very tough challenge, but ultimately I think that you're going to find out not tonight, but very soon that Donald Trump is going to win. But I, wow. don't, I don't know. That's my prediction. I don't know. Well, you know, you say, well, when you say I don't know, then you're not you're not making a prediction because the reality is, is we can't oh, really stop know it. for sure. Come you're just, on. You're just giving me some flack because I made fun of you for not making a prediction. But oh, by the way, I got to say, I mean, you just regurgitated a lot of mainstream media talking points, my friend. On what? Yeah. Well, oh, that he got the young vote, that he got the women vote. It's true. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know because I've, I I don't know one woman that actually voted for Hillary. And and any that did, if I did hear from, well, that's not true. I know two women that might have voted for Hillary, but it was not because she was a woman. This whole historic thing, that it, the whole first you know female president, I don't think that that resonated with anybody. Well, we gotta, I, yeah, I we gotta take you. a break. Think about that. We gotta take a break. When we come back. More of our special KCBQ election night coverage on the other side of the break. AM 1170, The Answers live coverage from Election Central is sponsored by Elijah's Restaurant.
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You know, folks, I really envy you in the San Diego area because you get to go to Liberty Tobacco a lot. Now, I'm not joking because I absolutely go there whenever I go down to San Diego. It is one of the great tobacco shops of the country, and I've been to almost all of them because I love cigars and I love pipes. And I love the folks at Liberty Tobacco. you got to stop by. They now have free Wi-Fi hookup. You could do your work and smoke a cigar or cigarette or or pipe while you're there. I'm going to definitely be doing that. It's the only outlet in San Diego for the much-desired Davidoff cigar. Conveniently located in the center of Greater San Diego, just off the 805 on Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping Center. Open seven days a week. www.LibertyTobacco.com Phone number 858-292-1772 858-292-1772 Liberty Tobacco. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. So many things to see and do at the San Diego Air and Space Museum in Balboa Park. That includes Da Vinci, the ultimate innovator, or if you prefer, Leonardo, because I know Da Vinci is kind of like the location. Of it. You know, people know Da Vinci, and you know this is a blockbuster exhibition that's there for a limited time. It's all about science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Just one of the things to see and do, along with some great new simulators to try, San Diego Air and Space Museum in Balboa Park. Check it online at San Diego Air and Space.org. AM 1170, The Answers, live coverage from Election Central is sponsored by Liberty Tobacco. You're listening to Election Coverage on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us tonight. You are listening to KCBQ AM 1170's live election coverage from Election Central down here at Golden Hall. I'm Andrea Kay. Craig Sewing. <laughs> I'm so used to hosting shows. Being the co-host is actually a lot easier unless you just point at me and make me say my own name. I, and know, I forget right. it there for a second. Hey, before the break, we were talking about how this was supposed to be, you know, Hillary is still trotting out. Her final ad today was... Oh, I'm sick of the ads. Oh, my, oh my gosh. God. You know, here, here this woman has been trotting around calling Trump supporters deplorable and, you know, doing running nothing but negative ads. I mean, she didn't even just call... She didn't just do an entire election of nothing but personal attacks against Trump. She actually attacked Trump supporters. They both did. Uh, when, Andrew, no, I he never attacked. I'm here to do. I'm here to balance. When did he ever attack Trump? Uh, when did he ever attack Clinton supporters? I'm talking oh, about she Trump attacked, attacked Trump supporters. Everybody. I mean, brother look, friend. You got to be honest. Hey, look, brother I, friend. Come on now, but being, she, being objective does not mean any support for Hillary, who I, I I think in herself is deplorable. But the 
I don't, I don't recall him ever attacking Clinton supporters. I think he hit her really, really hard. I think he punched back against people that personally attacked him, like people coming out in the 11th hour with their lame, unsubstantiated, groping claims after we found out through WikiLeaks that they had run ads on Craigslist. But for her to come out and— Isn't you know, it funny how that stuff comes out right before the election? It's so, it, the, the media is so obviously corrupt. In yeah. this country, not only is it corrupt from a journalistic standpoint where news is dead, it's all about ratings. And if you're not talking about the news covering the car wreck or the robbery, it's pop culture and the Kardashians and all the garbage. And Hillary Clinton is parading them up on stage uh, at, her, at her final run the last couple of days. The, the media has absolutely let this country down. And I think that's a really big reason that Trump. Uh, has the emergence of where he is today. A lot of it has to do with politics and sick of the, the way things are being run. But I'm telling you, I think the biggest pushback you're seeing is people sick and tired of everything related to media, from news to entertainment to pop culture. Uh, and look, that guy had a very challenging battle, as in Romney did and any Republican does, because newspapers, magazines, mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, if it's not Fox News, what really ever goes right. the other way? Well, the difference is, is that Trump punched back where Romney didn't. Romney right. completely folded and caved and Trump didn't. And that's why I am absolutely convinced and was from the very beginning of the beginning of the primaries that Donald Trump was the only one that would be able to survive and, and have a chance at winning. And when it comes to the media, how outrageous is it that in this country in which our founders envisioned a free press to be a part of the critical checks and balances of our government to hold elected officials accountable, that we had to rely on a foreigner in an Ecuadorian embassy somewhere feeding us information about our government and what did he reveal he revealed that while miss clinton's going around talking about how she's the party that she's the one who's going to unify us she called blacks ne'er-do-wells she said that catholics were living in the dark ages said that she hated it was revealed she hates everyday americans she called ohio voters poor white trash we found out in the wikileaks that she knew that 47 percent uh, in belgium where only nine percent of the population uh, were uh, Muslim immigrants. They were responsible for 47% of the crimes, yet she's still going around and telling Trump and Americans that want to put a halt to the refugee uh, program that were racist. What was the most important issue to you? The most important issue to me has been for years the border. And the border in a variety of reasons. The physical border at the southern part of the United States, as well as our virtual border, which involves the importation of terrorists through the refugee programs. Right now, we've got in, uh, we've got in both parties globalists who want to get rid of the nation state. Paul Ryan wants, uh, what did we also find out thanks to WikiLeaks, that Hillary Clinton has two positions, one private, one public. And her private position is she wants open borders and open trade, and so does Paul Ryan. And the destruction of the nation state is a and, and, and even before seeing those revelations in WikiLeaks, the American people, they are nationalistic. What resonated with them was Trump saying, put America first, make America great again. So the borders, as well as the cyber border, as well as the trade and the economic borders, those have been my biggest issues uh, for two years now. And, and I think it's that of the American people as well. Want to hear mine? Yes. I have a TV show called The American Dream, right? It's very simple. And if you could summarize my belief system and what is the most important thing to me in any election, whether it's who's running for president. We had a lot of uh, local initiatives, uh, certainly every, you know, one of the things that gets lost, I think a lot of people got tired of 
uh, the political circus we saw on the highest level. But you got to remember, you can influence the most on the local level. So I hope people that are tuned in here on KCBQ, you still have time to get out and vote. I hope if you haven't, you do get out and vote. Those, those initiatives are really important. But the thing for me is the American dream. I think that we are not being honest with ourselves as a country. When you have a $20 trillion debt, you really have a problem. And let's, let's be honest, that debt is growing, not shrinking. Now, people are going to say, well, it's just money and they can print money. Then why, when there's a sequester argument, are there automatic cuts that happen to our military? Right. So I believe that our country is approaching a, a real problem with its debt. Mm -hmm. uh, our country is, look, if you believe there needs to be some control over our borders, that doesn't make you a racist. It makes right. you realize that without borders, language or culture, you're not a country at all. You have to understand when people are coming in and when they're not. That doesn't mean you have to keep people out, but when you're in a war on terror, you should be a little bit more careful. And how many more shootings and bombings do we have to see happen? So when we talk about things like the American dream, we have a weakening economy. Uh, you have a country that doesn't really have any control over its borders. You have median incomes going down. You have people, my niece, my niece called me two weeks ago. She's 13 years old. She said, Uncle Craig, uh, my teacher has a, a question for us. I'm writing a paper on it. Do you believe the American dream is dead? How on earth can we live in the greatest country on the planet, yet teachers are in schools telling 13-year-olds to write a paper on if the American dream is dead or not? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you start to believe that you don't have influence over your own American dream. This is the only country in the world that we argue about millions of people coming into it. Not wanting to leave it, millions of people want to come into it. We have right. arguments about entitlements. 50% right. of households are on entitlements, but at least we have a bridge to the gap if you're unemployed. At least if you're disabled, we help you. We give you a hand up, but it's turning into a handout. And at some point in time, you're breaking your economy, you're weakening your military. Mm -hmm. We have absolutely no control over things. And why does this happen? Because you have no backbone in your political system. They're controlled by lobbies just to get to where they are. They have sold themselves out to get there. And so the thing again, it, it, you know, I'll finish my point being, it's about the American dream for me. But this also leads to this, this crazy thing that's happened to this country and his name is Donald Trump. And it's why everything I say here, I completely empathize with where he came to where he is with a chance to, to be the president. And I also understand a lot of the things that he did along the way that uh, upset a lot of people. And here you have a, a, a presidential election that I think comes down to not even the last minute, but uh, also I think this thing gets stretched yeah. out beyond this evening, probably quite a bit further, because I yeah. think it's going to be a contested election. But to answer actually my own question, Andrea Kay, uh, this whole thing comes down to the American, American dream. The American and, dream is right. not getting on the, the nearest entitlement, no matter what that is. The American dream is believing not any or every excuse can get in your way, whether you are black, white, uh, an immigrant, rich, poor, man, woman, everybody has an opportunity to live out their American dream. And when we start talking against that, we are creating a self-fulfilling prophecy and you're watching it unwind. And here right. you are with the most nauseating election. And my biggest concern is, are our best days ahead of us, and I and well, I can only hope that they are. Well, they can be if we have somebody go into office as a president and lead this nation 
with the idea of putting America first because you can't have an American dream if you no, no longer have an America because you've got both parties that are on board with a one world government globalist view. We have a ballot initiative here in California that has to do with teaching multiple languages in school as a requirement so that they can participate in the global economy, i.e., you know, the, the one world, new world order. And, you know, you can't have the American dream, Craig, if you no longer have an America. There is a reason why we became the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And since we did, since we its inception, there have been those on the left that have sought to destroy it. The anti-American dream, anti-American left. And it's actually in both parties. And they seek to do just like Hillary Clinton did, which is line their pockets through you know legislation and through open borders and through tr bad trade deals as well as trampling on the free market system through regulations. You can't have the American dream if you have open borders and you welcome into this country people who cannot support themselves and don't speak the language and don't have an education, while at the same time you're doing everything that you can to stifle manufacturing growth and new business and entrepreneurship in this country. Well, what time is it? We're getting on 7 o'clock, so that means the Golden Hall is about to open up to the public, so you're going to see thousands of people on yep. the floor. We did this back in June. It gets pretty rowdy. I can only imagine what we're about to see over the course of the next two hours here. If you're tuning in on KCBQ, whether you're in your car or you're doing the live stream at kcbq.com, I hope you can engage in the conversation. Uh, you can certainly visit me online at craigsewing.com. We have a Facebook feed coming up uh, that we'll get into. And also, we have some really powerful guests that are going to be joining us here. We have people that have run for Congress. Uh, last time, we were pulling up people from The Apprentice. Uh, so I think we're going to have a, a lot of fun just pulling people out of the crowd. And I think that opens up here in about 15 minutes. And, of course, to all of our friends on Facebook Live waving at you. Right. And your comments are very welcome. Yeah, I've uh, I've got my my usual, my my gang, my crew, my AK crew. Your crew gets fired up. My crew gets fired up, and I love you all so much out there. In fact, uh, here's the latest. They're not just my crew and my friends and my family and my supporters, but they're also just phenomenal citizens and citizen journalists. And Doug Kaiser is reporting that right now the count is 147 for Trump and 109 for Clinton. Whew. You know she's hot right now. Is it going to be a long warm. night? What is going to happen warm. with us, Andrea Cannon? I'm going to need a cocktail <laughs> five minutes ago. Well, I'm going to need some more donuts from my, my donut supplier, my Nomads Donuts, and some coffee. Hey, don't go anywhere. we got more of KCBQ AM 1170's election night coverage on the other side of the break. AM 1170, The Answers, live coverage from Election Central is sponsored by Don Meredith and Paula Shaw of Transition Tuesday. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Good evening. The presidential election coverage on AM 1170 The Answer is powered by Transition Radio that airs Tuesdays 9 to 10 p.m. with Don Meredith and Paula Shaw on AM 1170 The Answer. Transition Radio is sponsored by Valenti International. Executive matchmakers Valenti International engage a unique blend of services that increase the opportunity for single, successful people to meet a compatible partner. Today's increasingly mobile world has removed romance from a process that demands customized personal attention. Valenti 
Fenty's matchmaking process utilizes a team of matchmakers that are carefully combined with today's technology to restore romance and dignity to the process of finding your compatible partner. Visit ValentiInternational.com or call 800-200-8253 and discover the Valenti difference. Thanks for listening to the presidential election broadcast on AM 1170, The Answer. And now, back to the special coverage. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. When something is well-designed, you don't have to think about it. It just works beautifully. When it comes to powering your home, SunPower Equinox just works. It's the only complete home solar system with everything designed to work perfectly together. From sun to switch. With the most powerful and attractive panels available, solar cells built for efficiency and durability, and microinverter technology that maximizes power production at each panel, the SunPower Equinox system turns more sunlight into energy while resting seamlessly on your roof. It works beautifully overhead and in the palm of your hand. One company, one warranty, one complete home solar system. Now available with five-star rated service from JMAR Power Systems. Simply go to freesolarquote.com to request an appointment. Demand better solar. JMAR Power, a SunPower premier dealer. Go to freesolarquote.com. AM 1170, The Answers, live coverage from Election Central is sponsored by Rod Hatley Attorney and Julie Mills Brennan Real Estate. You're listening to Election Coverage on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. I am so excited to be here down at Golden Hall Election Central in San Diego hosting AM 1170 KCBQ's special election night coverage. I am Andrea Kay sitting here tonight with Craig Sewing. It, it's going to start getting hot and crazy and just insane here at Golden Hall. And I tell you what, it's going to be insane across this nation if Trump pulls off this victory tonight. Craig Sewing, he made a prediction. He said, yeah, I predict that Trump wins, I think. Uh, you know, people are kind of scared to just come out and say Trump's going to win. And I also think that people are, there is a silent voter out there. There is a silent Trump supporter. And I think you guys might be surprised to know that the ones that I've identified in my life who are voting for Trump and whispering about it and not telling people about it, many of those that I know of are minorities. In fact, I know of a gal who immigrated here from China who's never voted before. She registered to vote for the first time this year and she voted for Trump. And I know of a few uh, different friends of mine uh, from uh, other countries that have immigrated here legally. I might add. Immigrants and minorities. I've got a great friend of mine who grew up in Tijuana, and I'm telling you, she is on the Trump train. So I think that, you know, and I also heard the other day, I'm not a huge fan of Meghan McCain, but she talked the other day about a core of the, the silent, you know, the hidden, I can't even remember what the term is for, for, for Trump supporters that aren't vocal about it because there's some shaming that goes on. You know, how sad are we that we've, we're in a position in this country to where if you declare that you're a conservative or if you're of a certain identity group and you declare you're going to vote for a Republican, that you get shamed to the point to where you have to keep quiet about it. But Meghan McCain was talking the other day about the Ivanka Trump voter. 
Uh, Craig uh, earlier was talking about how, you know, the left does a really good job with their narratives, and that's why Hillary's got the woman vote. And I'm here to tell you, Craig, I disagree with you, my friend, because Megan Payne, when she said the other day, uh, part of the hidden Trump support is the Ivanka voter. She was referring to millennial women like those in New York City that are successful, um, educated, hardworking women, um, mothers, working moms that look at Ivanka Trump and they see themselves in her. They identify far more with Ivanka Trump than they do with Hillary Clinton. I, yeah, I don't think too many people identify with Hillary Clinton. What I, what I meant when I said that the, let's just say this, the Democrat messaging tends to be very well aligned. Uh, if you are a Democrat, you support black people, you support Mexicans, uh, homosexuals, uh, the poor, the middle class, immigrants, and if you're a Republican, uh, you're a rich white guy that loves oil. I mean, that's just kind of what the message is, and they seem to align with it very well. They do it every election. They did it against Romney. I mean, look at look at the the primary and the candidates that were running. They all seem to align. They don't really fight with each other. And then the the, the big steroid in all of that is they are very much <laughs> they're very much aligned with a media that helps the narrative. The, the media has gotten so bad, and, and the thing that's scary about it, and it happens on both sides, but the thing that's really scary about it is the way that the mainstream media, so I'm talking CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, the place that most people get their information from, the way that they're able to cut and edit and, and frame a narrative, everything from the the messaging on the shows to the lower thirds, the things that they d decide to cover. I mean, earlier you you kind of made a joke that, you know, there really are only two candidates. There's four, four candidates, right? Plus you could ride in. I mean, they got no coverage. And is that really a, a fair media? And I just think that on the Democratic side, it's all aligned for them from their candidates uh, to how they operate and certainly with the media and alignment. So I think it's a very big challenge if you're on the other side of that equation, unless you're a guy like Donald Trump who was able to control the media narrative because he's so flamboyant. Not only that, but he tapped into social media probably more than any other president. I think social media is a big reason that Obama beat Romney. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a big reason that Trump was able to get through 17 GOP candidates. I mean, yeah. That is an accomplishment in itself. No one would have ever thought that to be possible. And as a non-politician, as a non-politician, he did that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think many people find the non-politician very appealing right now. Uh, ben Carson had a little bit of a run, right? Yeah, he but he couldn't, off. He but he couldn't pull it off with Donald Trump. What's extraordinary? It, it's not just pointing out that he's a he's a non-politician. You know, in terms of America resonating with him, the fact that he pulled it off because. He's brilliant and skilled. There have been other non-politicians that have tried to run for president and couldn't pull it off. This is a man who is genuinely brilliant, okay? And on top of it, he's fearless. I don't know too many people, Craig, that could have gone into a debate against a 30-year career politician whose entire lifetime has been conning people, quite frankly, and he went up against her three times in debates. One debate in which it was really an inquisition and he was brought out there in front of the media and trotted out to be excoriated and to be branded uh, with, a, with a scarlet letter on him. And he owned her each and every time. I was really disappointed, though, that he didn't hit her harder on some things like Benghazi, because I felt like as pleased I, as I am tonight and where he's at, I, I really felt like 
like he had some opportunities to really bury her and he, and he missed him. Yeah, I don't think Trump did that well in the debates. I think he did okay. Uh, but I, I agree with you. If I look back and I, I look at each of the three debates that they had, he went, interestingly enough, he went pretty soft. For as hard as he went in media campaigns, on social media and interviews, when it came to the debates, I thought he'd hit him harder as well. And, and the big one was Benghazi. And there's nothing that makes me more sick than that particular argument. In fact, recently, I'd say in the last week or two, that Benghazi topics come up. And, you know, I, I saw some gal and she fed something that uh, because they investigated it and uh, let her off, that that means nothing wrong happened. Susan Rice was sent out there to be sacrificed be, meanwhile being supported by the lies of the administration during an election season to cover up calling it a video. I don't need to, to read the FBI reports, the CIA reports. I don't see, need to see the thousands of documentation on it. I saw it with my own two eyes. I watched as they went out and peddled Susan Rice out there and had her lie. And then you yep. put o Obama in the Rose Garden and, and he lied. And somehow we have this, this military, this voluntary military that dies for our freedoms and we we are willing to lie politically and ignore the fact of the the brave men and women that have died for us certainly on that night and but that are still risking their lives right now and then you look at some of these other va issues as well uh the vets being asked to pay back their bonuses a couple weeks ago what's happening at the va hospitals when, when i look at benghazi i see it as like encompassing all of that and that to me is one of the biggest travesties of politics right now and the biggest thing that needs to get fixed. And I think that's something that Donald Trump would take very seriously. And uh, Hillary Clinton clearly has demonstrated, demonstrated that she wouldn't. Well, right. And in fact, you know, even if you don't believe, even if even if you're one of these people that don't believe that the hearings produced any crimes as a result of Benghazi, as Admiral Lyons said, this is a woman who couldn't even secure a 13 acre blank ant compound why in the world would you trust her with the security of our nation? That is absurd and insane. This is a woman who, in addition to Benghazi, in fact, what? how did they find out about the illegal email scheme? It was during the Benghazi hearings. This is a woman who put our nation's highest secrets, SAPs, out there into the universe. She even had her maid printing them out and faxing them. This is a woman that cannot be allowed to be in control of our national security, even if you don't believe that crimes have been committed, which they were. How in the world could you trust her in any capacity? Andrea Kay, you're always fired up. Do you ever get I tired? Am, no. So there's something you might know about me. I'm, I, I really can't stand the media. And but you're I, in the media, I know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? And I really don't like politicians very much because I think so often they have to sell their soul. But coming up in the next segment, I'm going to share with our audience, if you haven't met her before and you hadn't voted today, she deserved your vote. I know her on a personal level. Denise Gitsum ran for the 52nd District of Congress uh, against Scott Peters. I've gotten to know her really well over the years. And if I could put any politician in the highest level of power. It's her. I wish she was running for president of the United States, but I certainly hope that she won the local election here today. So she's going to join us, share with us her philosophies on the election. And uh, we got a lot to look forward to. We still got a couple more hours. Golden Hall yeah. is just now starting to fill up. If you're wanting to come down and check us out live or uh, on KCBQ and certainly on Facebook Live, we appreciate your comments there. We're going to be here for a couple more hours. Yeah, we will. And we'll gotta be get that to coffee. Yeah, I got to get some coffee. Bailey's get my energy. Split. Eat some more donuts. Thank you, mm -hmm. Nomads Donuts, for keeping me hooked up and my donuts and my dynamite. Don't go anywhere, folks. More of the.
more of the election night coverage. All right, let's do it. On the other side of the break. You're listening to election coverage on AM 1170, The Answer.